Hello and welcome to the NC Podcast. My name is Natasha Collins and I am the host of said podcast and I'm the founder of NC Real Estate, which includes its members club for landlords and property investors to come and build profitable property portfolios that completely align with their goals. This, you lot, is the last podcast of the year. It's the last podcast of 2020. We made it. We got to here. We're now swiftly moving into 2021. So what did I think we'd do today? Rather than have a serious talk about property, because we're going to have to start doing that in the new year, there's a lot going on. And just a forewarning, 25th of January, 6.30pm UK time, I'm hosting a masterclass, The Traps You Must Avoid in Property Investment in 2021. I will put the link below. Go and sign up. Come along to it. It will be a lot of fun. I'll be there live. We're going to go through everything that you need to look out for in 2021. So that's when all the serious stuff will start. We are going to be looking at what's coming as we start January. But for now, we're going to keep it a little bit more lighthearted. I have invited back to the podcast my very good friend, Rach Cass. Hello. <laughs> Hello. We're going Thanks to do... for having me back. My pleasure. We're going to do... Um, a 10 question roundup of 2020. This is not really property related. This is just us celebrating the end of the year, just going through some of the highs and the lows and just everything in between and what's helped us this year, what's been a bit meh, don't really care about, um, what's been good, what's not been so good, um, just to round up this year and show what we've been doing really it's very rare nowadays that you get me on the podcast talking about um more of the non-business side of natasha collins i trust me it is there somewhere sometimes it may seem like all i do is talk shop shop yeah sure it's my job <laughs> so today we're going to um turn that around and we've got 10 questions to go through to celebrate the end of the year rach are you ready yes i was born ready <laughs> <laughs> okay let's do it and you guys if you're listening and want to play along why not we'll ask the questions you write down your answers we'll see you over on social media to give us your answers so you can at me at natasha c collins rach what's the best handle for you um at rach cast mm -hmm. i think yeah, tag us both in it. We'd love to know the answers to your questions. This is a bit of getting to know you as well, getting to know what kind of year you've had. Um, it's a little bit of fun. It is a little bit of fun to round off the year. So, Rach, let's start with question number one. What's the best thing you managed to do in 2020 that you never dreamt you'd do? Well, you started with a big question there, didn't you? Mm -hmm. um, so for me, um, I think the thing that I managed to do that I didn't dream of sort of in January 2020 was to open an Etsy shop um, and start selling stuff that I've made. So that was a product product of lockdown 1.0. Really? Shall we plug it? Plug it on the podcast. Hashtag Fab Sewing Girl. <laughs> um, but also without the hashtag. Um, I have actually just closed the shop for Christmas because yeah of moving etc but I think that's I think that's kind of a thing that's really surprised me about 2020 really mm 
What what about yourself? I just have to double back and say that the the fab sewing girl, for all you yeah. property investors out there that want a bit of home furnishings, <laughs> go to the Etsy shop because Rach made makes them like custom made pillow covers and baskets and things like that, and they are really reasonably priced. So get your orders in. There you go, Rach. From, we started off with a plug for you. <laughs> yay! From about January, January the 4th, I'll have it back open again. So, Fantastic. yeah. Fantastic. Thanks for that. That's all right. <laughs> Pleasure. Um, what's the best thing I managed to do? Okay, that I didn't dream of doing. It was nowhere on my dream board or my goals board that we were coming Ooh. down to Charleston. Nowhere. Um, and I'm so pleased we came down here. It, I needed a change. New York was not healthy. I was not coping very well up there at all so coming down to charleston and then buying that incredible house that i could only ever dreamt that we would be able to afford you know over the last couple of years and knowing how expensive it is to buy in the big cities coming down here and it just being gorgeous everywhere you look in charleston it's just beautiful architecture You've got all of the Spanish moss all, all over the trees, and then you've got the swamps um, and the marshland and the islands and the beaches and then the beautiful sunsets. And when the moon is big over the city, it's just, oh, I'm so glad we have been able to come down here, even just for a little bit of time. You know, if we don't live down here full time, which we're not going to, spoiler alert, we're not going to be here forever. Um, <laughs> it's, I think it saved my year. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing what getting out of your comfort zone can do. And also, you know, as a city girl, getting out of the city can do as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, can't wait to come see that house. It looks incredible. I'm also, so can't wait to see the end product. Very exciting. I know. I know. We, we have to do a little bit more. Um, so we were doing a bit of demolition. Uh, on Fun. Wednesday <laughs> and we knocked through a beam that actually had our HVAC so that's our air conditioning system in it <laughs> so I have to repair oh, that God. over Christmas <laughs> but anyway oh, I wouldn't God. have known that if we hadn't have ripped it apart so at least if there's ever uh, any problem with our air conditioning we know where it is anyway learned something new about building construction in the US as well wouldn't have thought that I'd be able to do that wouldn't have even thought that we'd been able to get lending this year and we have apparently you only need to be in the u.s two years to have a good credit score awesome that's a good fun fact for the end of the year it's a good fun fact for the end of the year so there you go that's something that i would never have dreamed of um and actually guys listening to this i will do a podcast solely on that property and the journey that we've been through um it's just a bit too fresh and we're not finished so once we have finished we get into the new year i'll do a podcast on that right these are about number two what's the podcast that kept you going through the year so i've got two Mm -hmm. um the first one is one that i've been obsessed with since the first episode came out however many it was last year sometime so chris and rosie ramsey um from south shields he's a comedian um they do a podcast called shagmai the noise and it is just brilliant. It's so funny. It's so smutty. Like, if you just need a good giggle, like, it's definitely on my list um, of recommends. 
you have to have an open mind and you have to mind like not mind swearing and yeah some of it's a bit grim but it's very funny and then the other one which I got into during lockdown which really weirdly came about is Desert Island Discs which is Radio 4 do Desert Island Discs and it's basically on their back catalogue so I just used to sit and listen to it I would listen to it when I was out for a walk um yeah really good really good for finding new music and forgotten music as well so they're the two that I've kind of been listening to a lot last year so yeah so I ended up with five (laughs) yeah fine realized that it's one for each day of the week which is why I have five so on a Monday things you can't ask your mum comes out and that's with Lizzie Hadfield and Lindsay Holland they've just finished their series for this year I don't know when they'll be back next year that's a Monday and the reason I love that is because they it's just like two friends chatting in fact all of my podcasts are like two friends chatting so I felt like I was part of something I could listen to it in the morning whilst I was getting ready to go to work I didn't have to expend any energy on it whatsoever. And it was like listening to people who were in similar situations that I was. So, you know, they work from home, they've always worked from home, their jobs have changed. Um, and they, uh, Lindsay is slightly older than us and Lizzie is slightly younger than us. So they kind yeah. of meet in the middle and they're t- chatting about things like anxiety, mental health, just how you cope with lockdown, the things that they love, the things that they don't love. And I quite, I really enjoyed that. And that's been going on for a couple of years. Tuesday, jam session from the Ringer Network. Guys, I'm actually not going to recommend that anybody listens to this unless you absolutely love celebrity culture and the royal family and people being quite like (laughs) obnoxious about things. But again, Amanda and Juliet are our age and they just talk about pop culture and I've listened to them for years and the reason I started listening was to try and get in the head of um an American that's around our age and what they thought about and then I just like I like them got hooked hooked. I like their books that they review I like their um thoughts on the royal family I love their opinions on the UK because it's all so wrong but it just makes me laugh (laughs) so it's just I quite like that um Wednesdays was the high low if anybody would listen to the High Low mm-hmm. podcast, I really enjoy, enjoyed that with Pandora Sykes and Dolly Alderton. It finished last week for good. That's it. That's oh, fun. no, sad times. Yeah, but I really enjoyed that. Um, and again, that was pop culture in the UK and really like current knowledge. And that was how I kept up with what was going on in the UK because I got to a point where I couldn't really listen to news anymore, but they would always kind of summarise what was going on for the week. So I loved that. And even if people haven't started listening to that, I would go back and re-listen because they are quite good for fun. Thursday was at Home With from um, Lily Pebbles and Anna Newton, who's the Anna edit. And they would get together and they would talk about the best food they'd had that week, the best thing they'd watched that week and the best beauty products from the week. And then they would just do a general Q&A. And I quite enjoyed doing that, easy listening. Really easy listening. And then finally, Friday, the podcast that Chris hates the most, 
is tea time from the ringer very similar to jam session again just three girls talking absolute rubbish about pop culture i don't think again i'd recommend that <coughs> excuse me but those is all female and it's just kept me going in the mornings you know when you need to listen to something if you're out or if i'm out walking the dog or if i'm just running errands you know like i wanted to be in my head if you're out and about you've got your mask on i don't want to be talking to anybody so you know having a podcast in your ear has been really good yeah so those are my yeah. five nice number three then best book you read this year so reading's a funny one with me so i'm not historically not a reader like i'd be lucky if i read one book a year um but something came over me in june where i picked up a book that i was halfway through and kind of just read it really quickly and since then i've read 12 books so like yeah which is big for me um but the best book i've read this year was a book called the romanov ransom by clive Custler. i read it in three days um, which, as I said previously, I'm not a reader, so that is quite a feat. Um, it's really good if you like travel, adventure, crime, all that kind of like genre. It kind of mushes it together. It's effectively about a couple of millionaires who married and they go on treasure hunts, but it's like treasure hunt on steroids, chased by baddies, um, and yeah, it was really good. Really, really good. So I can recommend that one. Oh, that does sound I know. good. Yeah. So I have a cringy selection and then a really good selection. So at okay. the start of lockdown, very start of lockdown, when we just did not know, this was around the time where the borders closed between the US and the UK. And I was just kind of like, ugh. It yeah this so much i read the royal we and the air affair from heather i think it's heather cox and jessica jessica morgan okay again guys this is utter trash this is utter trash <laughs> reading <laughs> I know, but sometimes you need that though don't you and it's two american authors have written about what they thought went on in the royal family when Kate and William got together and Harry and and they just changed all the names. They've completely fictionalised it. They obviously don't know, but it's quite a nice like escapist um, story. They're about 500 pages a piece, right? And I managed to devour okay. them in a week because I just didn't oh. want to come out of my little bubble that everything was really bad. So... I'm not going to tell anybody to go out and read it unless you really need something to completely take your mind off everything else. And um, it's a bit smushy and, you know, Jane Austen-y, but fine. You know, for me, that's what I needed to get out of my head. And then the other one that I can recommend, and I recommend that everybody read it, is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. So many people have recommended that to me. So many people. This is it's just so easy to read, so easy to read, and it's um it's just about one woman's struggle from being completely perfect to giving it all up and just being like, okay, actually, 
you know, I have this perfect lifestyle that I've created for myself. Um, you know, I'm a perfect Christian woman who's married a wife, married a husband, had three kids, perfect, um, perfect kind of lifestyle, realises she's not happy. And bearing in mind, she's got things that she's kept to herself as well. So bulimia and uh, uh, struggles with alcohol, struggles with drugs. Um, then she's like, the day she gets pregnant, she gives all that up, becomes a perfect woman. And then realises she's not the perfect woman and falls in love with a lady. And then you start learning about everything that goes on. I'm not going to give any more spoilers away, but really easy to read, although it looks like a long book. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. It's like permission not to be perfect. I think we could all do with that. I read about that book early doors in 2020 because that's the book um, that Adele read. You know how Adele this year, everyone's been talking about her in the media and about how she lost loads of weight and she's changed and blah, blah, blah. She put it down to reading that book and just kind of accepting her for her. Um, yeah, and I've got about four or five other friends that have read it and said it's amazing. So mm. that's going on my list. Yeah, really thought-provoking. I mean, I did start the year by trying to get hooked on Audible, but I don't... I can't do audiobooks no. because I just listen to Harry Potter on repeat. Like, I know it's shocking and people are like, oh my God, really? But honestly... It's just on repeat. I finished the seventh book yesterday and I started the first one straight away. Like, it's just, that's my audio book is I just listen to it while I'm doing stuff. So yeah, the thought of listening to other books, I can't. It's got to be Stephen Fry's voice. <laughs> it's really bad. No, I, I just, I put them on to fall asleep to and then I realised, well, what's, what's the point? I don't hear most of the book and then it, the next night I put it on yeah. again. I've, lo I've missed most of it. I do really enjoy reading really enjoy reading when i'm in a reading mind frame you know it i can just demolish books oh god yeah go away for a week and you read like 10 books yeah if i'm if i'm actually having time off i can really get you can read. so i do enjoy it really enjoy just reading in fact that's just now we're thinking about it i'm gonna put a reading area out on that deck mm. that'd be really nice anyway right that's a note for me Okay, <laughs> so those are the, um, those are books, and certainly I've read more, but nothing as standout as those three. I started Agatha Christie. Did you? Went on a bit of a, yeah, so I, it was her 100th anniversary, I think, of her first book. So I decided to pick one up, and yeah, I've read about five of hers so far. They're super easy reading, like, and they're not challenging, yeah. I could recommend reading her books. Good old Poirot. I actually have had a thought. I I listened to one audible audiobook this year that actually everybody should listen to. It's Candy's Braithwaite's I'm Not Your Baby Mama. Mm. Um, and it's about uh black motherhood in Britain. Yes. Yes, Just I've heard it. of that book. Loved it, absolutely loved it. And it was during the time when I was running on a regular basis. And I just listened to her, that book and I, I listened and then I went and listened to all the podcasts that she was on. And that was my running companion throughout the summer until I got injured. Oh, sad times. Um, but yes, I can also recommend that. Um, okay, number four, we're changing it up a bit. 
the one thing you hope doesn't change when everything opens up? Really difficult mm -hmm. to answer that question. Um, so what I would like to stay the same is people keeping personal space. <laughs> yes! Because I don't know what it's like stateside, but in the UK and in certain parts of the UK, people really get too close. And I'm like, can you just mm -hmm. not? Like, can you can you just not? And it takes me back to London and like storming away from people because it's just too much. Um, and then I thought actually a bit more personal is kind of that the lack of social pressure and like comparison. I just feel like a lot of people I've been speaking to over the years like compare themselves to other people and there's a lot of social pressure about you must do x y and z and you must do it by this age and blah 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 but this year it's kind of been all off the table yeah and you just have to get through the year and you do what makes you happy and I just hope that that can stay because there's no need for it like there's no need for comparison there's no need for social combat like social pressure you know that that's what I would like do you worry to come about out it? 2020. Do you worry about it opening up and seeing people again? Um, do I worry about it? No, I've missed seeing people uh, physically, seeing people that I know. Like, obviously, I see people. Um, do I worry about it? No, I don't think so. I haven't allowed myself to worry about it because it's not a reality at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um. I just think in bigger life, you know, decisions or moments, etc. Then, yeah, I just, I just hope that the pressure can be off people, not just me, but just people in general, um, and people can focus on what makes them happy rather than what they think should make them happy. Yeah, I don't know if that made any sense, no. but in my head, like, yeah, if, if I've learned anything from this year, it's very much about you have to do what you can to get through, what makes, keep, keep doing what makes you happy. And ultimately, as horrible as it sounds, look out for number one. Mm -hmm. And obviously loved ones, etc. But, you know, you know, like, you just have to keep your bubble safe, don't you, I suppose? Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. And then also, if people can keep in contact as well, because I found that more people are actively keeping in contact this year like I you know me I'm normally the one that pushes out to people to be like hey how are you like and the mm -hmm. one that keeps in contact not you do the same but it's been nice that people have been reaching out to me as well so I hope that stays yeah I felt less pressure to have to be in contact with people that's for sure because sometimes after a day of just constantly being on zoom and constantly talking to people which I yeah. love I have no capacity for it in the evening. I'm just like, <sighs> yeah. Have you found? Have you got like Zoom exhaustion? Because I've got a couple of friends that now everything is virtual for them, like all all meetings, etc. So they can be doing like six hours a day on Zoom, yeah. and they're just knackered. Yeah, and I probably about September time put in place a no call Friday. And I was oh, just excellent. like, I'm not doing calls on a Friday. Friday is for me to finish my admin work. And if I choose to have a call, that's very different from people putting stuff in my diary. And I've had to be yeah. very specific 
with everybody. Just leave me alone on a Friday. Even the university, um, I didn't put any calls in my diary for the members club and NC Real Estate. I was just like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And yeah, that is something that I'm now just going to run with because otherwise my weeks fill up and I'm just like, I have not even had any time to think for any anything. Um, yeah. And so I'm not bringing that back in 2021. That's it. Fridays. Uh, I get to do what I want. If I take myself out for lunch on a Friday. Brilliant. I love taking myself out for lunch on a Friday, certainly since we've come down to um charleston and things aren't as sharp but that's because the weather's better as well um yeah lucky you yeah i can take myself <laughs> out for lunch on a friday i can sit outside and just watch the world go by with you know whatever lunch i want or you know sometimes if if i have had a busy morning i've been running around then it's a three o'clock kind of cake you know whatever it is but that has been fantastic because the one thing that I hate is Zoom meetings or calls in a real public place where there's other people listening. I hate that. I can't focus. So I have to be yeah. in a quiet space. But then that means that I don't leave my desk. So getting out has been fabulous. 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 But the other thing that I don't want to change, which is really bo- This is super boring. I just really like online document signing. Really oh, like it. It's excellent, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the fact that people can verify you are the person that you are online, fantastic. Just keep with that. Let's not go back to sending paper or having to be places in person. Please, let's just keep to online document signing. I don't actually need paper copies of anything. I'm all right. <sighs> yeah. The only people that I know that do online signing are your letting agents. Don't don't do online. Yeah, don't oh. do online signing your letting agents. That's why I was chuckling to myself. I was hoping to get away with that one, but yeah. Oh, funny. You I... move rural and like super north of England, and it's like everyone in the south has this vision of you know people that live in the north and like i always used to get the mick taken out of me like oh do you have electricity and oh that, like which obviously is a wind up and anybody that knows me knows i'm really easy to wind up so that's why people do it and i was like brilliant i'm moving up north it's going to be great and then it was like oh we're going to send you three copies of your tenancy <laughs> agreement and sign and post them back to me and I was like are you kidding me and there'll be two copies of it I was just like oh my goodness yeah so yeah especially given that the post system at the moment is absolutely bombarded bless them I was just like surely you could like get the free trial of a document signing thing that's for 30 days but no baffling baffling but yeah hopefully that stays yeah and goes a bit more countrywide. <laughs> rural as well as urban. Yes. I shouldn't say that. I'm sure there's many rural companies that use it. Just makes me chuckle. <laughs> okay. Oh, funny. Let's change it up again. Your favourite TV series you binged on this year? So I've been really good during lockdown and not had, like, TV days. Um like actual full days but the two there's so many that I've watched that are amazing but the two short 
series and one series that that are out there that I've watched that I was hooked on was Pine Gap on Netflix. If you're into like intelligence stuff, mm-hmm. it was amazing. It was so good. So it's basically an intelligence unit. I don't know what you want to call it. Area that is Australia and America working side by side, but the actual base base that's the word is in America. Uh, sorry, is in Australia. And it was just like the internal politics, the tension between the countries, like and China was brought in. Yeah, it was amazing. If you like that kind of thing. And then the other one, which is completely other end of the spectrum, was Hollywood. Did you watch Hollywood? I think I can get into it. I watched two. Yeah, quite a lot of people couldn't get into it, but I loved it. I think it must just have been the time of year that I watched it. And yeah, I was just obviously in the mood for something a bit lighthearted. So I watched that. But I've watched many things. I'm trying not to start big series because like I haven't watched any of The Crown. Shocking, I know. Yeah, I know. Really bad. I haven't watched Peaky Blinders, any of it. Shocking. I know. Yeah, but I'm I'm the kind of person if I start them, mm-hmm. that's me. Like I'm just so maybe maybe I'll binge in January. I'll be honest with you about the crown. I watched the crown. Yeah. I wasn't, wasn't bothered. Wasn't really that bothered by it. Um it took me ages. I mean, I think over the course of this whole year I've watched all four series and so that to me is that I didn't care that much. I've kind of watched yeah. it as a filler. If if I yeah. love something, I'll watch it. Like Emily in Paris watched it. You know, actually, I've just thought of a series that I watched continually without watching anything else, and that was The Dorals, <laughs> which is so cheesy, but I just loved it. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. not seen it. I've not. You I've should. not seen it. Um, what has I watched the other night? This is this is a teenagers program, guys. This is not really something that an adult should be watching. But who cares? It was a Christmas TV series called Dash and Lily. It had eight episodes, <laughs> took four hours to watch, and I was tired. Yeah. I wanted something really easy to watch. But actually, that's not even on my list. Um, I have two things. Shit's Creek we watched this year. I'm yes, obsessed. so I can't, I can't get into it. Well, we started watching the series one last year in 2019, didn't find it interesting. And then this year, we were like, right everybody's raving about it we're gonna sit down and watch it and we watched it start to finish and absolutely loved it like absolutely series one's not that great until you get to like the last couple of episodes but then once you start getting to know the characters i mean it's fantastic loved it really good fun and the other one that stands out just because we watched this whilst we were moving between new york and charleston was Formula One Drive to Survive. <gasps> Amazing. I've become obsessed with the Formula One recently. Have you watched like, obsessed it? With... No, I have watched it. You should. But it's on my list. Really interesting. Really interesting and just addictive. Every time yeah. we got to a new Tesla charger, we'd like sit there and we'd watch it. And we'd have the animals sat no. there watching it with us as well. So, um, yeah, we binged that really, really quickly, probably within a week or so i mean chris once we start getting to the end of things we'll start being like slow down stop watching um but he's 
hooked again on Gavin and Stacey. So he's rewatching. Oh, classic, 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 classic. Um, so yeah, those are the two that I would recommend. Yeah, I've done the whole like started Big Bang Theory from the scratch and watched it all the way through, and I've started it again, which is weird. New Girl, I've watched all that the way straight the way through. Like I've done that. Um, I did see that Dawson's Creek's on there. Like that's taking it back. Do you remember Dawson's Creek when yes. we were younger? Like when we were younger. Isn't that Bit 20, 25 years old? Yeah, Pacey and, and Dawson. And Joey. Remember Joey? Bless her. No, I'm, I'm not going to watch that again. No chance. <laughs> that's one of the things I'm not doing. Well, I'll watch it by myself. Yes. Then. Good luck. Um, Thanks. Question six Instagram accounts that keep you motivated. Oh, there's quite a few, um, but the one that I've really enjoyed this year is um, a lady called Emily Coxhead, who is the founder, creator, writer, editor of the Happy News or Happy Newspaper. So, yeah, everything is really bright and colourful. There's a lot of positivity there. Yeah, I, re- I really enjoyed following both their account, her account and her business account really and then I've done I've got into a lot of um male mental health type accounts because I find it really interesting I'm not sure why but I just feel like because men's mental health is obviously such a big thing because men don't talk as much as women it's a bit more poignant and yes they're saying all the stuff that that probably we as women have been saying for a lot longer but it just seems to have a bit more impetus this year and a bit more it's a bit more powerful to, so yeah I've been following different accounts on that one random I know but I find it quite interesting any that you could recommend um so one that I followed this year is um Ben Bidwell the naked professor and um Matt is it Matt Johnson the Welsh guy that was on ITV do you remember him yeah he's really good and is it Ben West the young guy that does stuff for mental health he's yeah he's really good he's yeah I can recommend for I don't don't ask me what their handles are because I don't know but they're the they're the accounts that I follow that make me smile is there I'm actually not going to get into it. No, don't. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say and no. don't say it. Okay. That's for another time. Okay. Yes. Um, great, yeah. We'll, we'll share that. People can have a look and yes. see. Um, I, I'm slightly opposite to you. IG accounts that keep me motivated. Um, the first one is Rachel Rogers and she's at Rachel Rogers ESQ so Esquire but at Rachel Rogers ESQ I found Rachel during the Black Lives Matter um, movement when I was doing well obviously Black Lives Matter movement is still going on but at the height of it when I was doing a lot of research myself around how that was impacting what was happening in America because I noticed it but I didn't really know much about it um, and that's quite a privileged place to be coming from. And I knew I needed to do some research. Came across Rachel Rogers. Um, actually, I've ended up 
using her as my business coach this year. I'm part of her members club, We Should All Be Millionaires, which I have loved being a part of. So it's really helped me with my business development. Like, it's made the world of difference. Um, so she's very inspirational. She kind of tells it how it is. She's very authentic to what she she does and um, good for lifting people up, but she doesn't mess around. She's quite, you know, in your face. I like the direct approach. Um, I also follow at The Every Girl. It's just a blog, a blog that I read and they're based in Chicago. I quite like it. It's easy. It's easy ideas, easy watching, kind of easy reading. I've got back into blogs this year. So I, I've started reading again religiously The Every Girl, Bustle, Refinery29, which I haven't done for years, but I quite like yeah. sifting through them rather than going through Twitter or what have you. And then who else? And then I follow a lady called at Mick Zazon, and she's all about body positivity. Um, mm. I do also follow, follow at Chessie King, but she comes, she's not really been on Instagram this this year. Um, she's just come back, but she took she took some time off. So she hasn't been in the forefront of my mind, but she's a very good follow at Chessie King. I would there's one you just brought another lady to my mind so a lady called harriet Shearsmith. she's at toby and rue um toby and rue mum so basically she's a, a mum of three um living in sort of north yorkshire actually ironically in the town where my grandparents used to live um and where my dad was brought up and yeah i just follow her journey and she's she's brilliant like she doesn't care you know she doesn't try and cover anything up she is she's just her and it's great I think more people should be like that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree yeah. I like this accepting yourself for who you are especially um because I found that I one of my big mental health obstacles and this goes back from when we were in our early 20s do you remember how obsessed I was over my health and being skinny like I yeah. went through four years of just absolute hell not not because of anything other than I got it into my head because the doctor had told me that I was fat that I had to really... which you never have been that's not a word I would ever use to describe you I like I think she must have just yeah. used the wrong terminology with me and it sent me into a spiral of oh my god yeah. overweight unfit like blah 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 anyway for those of you who don't know I then subsequently spent from the age 22 to 26 just beating myself down with exercise far too much far far too much and that was exercising twice a day um really limiting what I was eating just not being particularly healthy with it at all and yeah. I dropped down to a really tiny weight and I th it was really just um me focusing on something else rather than you know what I had to do at the time because I think you'll probably remember when I was becoming I was going through my assessment of professional competence for being a surveyor yeah I was tiny like absolutely tiny but I couldn't see it in myself and I didn't realize that I'd been working myself to the bone and all of that I think there was some sort of 
eating disorder or maybe orthorexia there that I wasn't really ever diagnosed. And I noticed this year, for the first time since I'd kind of not got over it, I've never really got over it because I've always had to work out, but I found myself this year sinking down that hole again and being oh, no. like, oh my God, you're putting on weight, you know, things don't look the same on you, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I noticed that, you know, it's just, it's just my head, like it's like almost a default mechanism for not thinking about everything else, I think. Um, yeah. And so then I started following all of these body positivity Instagram um, influencers and that was really, really helpful. Um, and I, I think that comes from, so my mental health challenge is as I've said on this podcast many times, I get very obsessive thinking, very obsessive thinking. And in order to not think about the thing that is hurting me the most, I get obsessed with other things. And that could be my business, that could be um, health, that can be weight and that kind of thing. And I noticed that creeping back in this year and that would just be, um, that is purely just anxiety over the year. That's not a regular that's not a, yeah. a regular response I'm glad that I know about that now but that's why I've been following people like Chessie King Mick Sazon there are another couple of people out there that you know I follow and I think it was because I was seeing I don't know about you were you being were you being given all the adverts or served all the adverts about have you gained the quarantine 15 or whatever it was and I was seeing yeah. all of that everywhere and it just wasn't healthy for me. So, you know, I, I've been really focusing on what I see on Instagram now and getting rid of the things that I just don't want to see anymore because it's just unhealthy. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Interesting where your mind goes. Yeah, it is. And But what's good about that is that you know what the triggers are now. Mm-hmm. And I you recognise the signs. Mm-hmm. Because Which it's, is good. And it's not the thing that I'm focusing on that's the issue is everything else that I'm not focusing on always so that leads me to the next question question seven the thing you've been most anxious about this year oh gosh um my living arrangement Mm -hmm. I think is the probably the best way to categorize it so it started the year with I started the year living in Manchester with a tenancy running out end of april drafted in the the cavalry aka you (laughs) (laughs) that helped me help me out of a pretty horrendous situation with my estate agents basically telling me that i had to get out or pay six months up front um we can laugh about it now um that was what mid no beginning of april um yeah and so ended up going on to like a rolling and then yeah lockdown just got in the way and then it was like what am I doing where am I going do I want to buy where do I want to buy all of those kind of like Mm -hmm. dramas and once I kind of had the adult conversations to work out a timeline it was then just a case of moving um but early doors I would say that's that's been the bit that that's caused caused me the most angst really that was the most bizarre situation she is like that was I really find people strange sometimes. That was the weirdest, absolute weirdest situation that I have been 
probably involved in the property industry earlier on this year. I mean, it's got weirder since, but yeah, the fact that she, she was just you were offering to pay rent and she yeah. wouldn't accept it because you wouldn't pay six months up front. Yeah, and I had to get yeah, on the phone to her and be like, "Look, you know, you're going to be lucky to even fill this flat if she moves out." So she's paid her rent on time every month. What is your issue? Yeah. And she was like, oh, well, she doesn't have a guarantor. And I was like, not my problem that you didn't do full financial checks on me. Are you kidding? And then she said, to, uh, "What would, her argument was, oh, if she doesn't pay six months up front, then um, she has to leave. And I was like, well, that's not true either because you've not served the Section 21. So she's just going to keep rolling over. I said, yeah. if you've seen that the government has said that tenants don't have to be, pay rent, do you want me to advise her to just not pay rent? You get nothing. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was that's like, not how it works. Was, and then there was three months plucked out of somewhere, wasn't there? And I was like, where did that, where come, did from? that come from? I, I do think that, I mean, that was just, I think, people being anxious and just stressed because she she had no idea what was going on. I, it was like she'd not even read any details about what had gone on in the news she didn't even really th- yeah. think about covid and she was just putting it all on you as if that was yeah. your issue and i was like hold up a second like if you are a professional in this game you will know what's going on right now and she had no idea but she was like happy to send you notices saying that you had to leave i'll oh, come off it come off it yeah and then the work the worst bit the worst bit about it all was it was three days before I technically had to be out of the property and I had an email in my junk box, didn't I? My junk email box being like, oh, here's an addendum, sign it. I was like, cheers, thanks for that. Oh, yeah. So that was that was pretty, pretty bad. Oh, um, my God. I couldn't believe how awful she'd been to you. And I, I was so livid at her, so livid at her for just getting the whole thing wrong. Yeah. She got the wrath my wrath which doesn't come out yes, often anymore but I was livid I was like you are essentially bullying a tenant it's harassment yeah. at this point no I'm not she's screaming down the phone at me I don't know who she but the worst thing the worst thing about it all is I think that the landlord knew nothing about oh, it no, I agree I agree like and especially you know your your line of work that yeah it's scary, isn't it, that you have estate agents working on your behalf and they treat tenants like that? Oh, I don't know. Like, yeah. Just uninformed. She doesn't. She doesn't work for them anymore. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that's been my highest sort of anxiety driver, I think, this year. Ugh. I'm glad that was yeah. got sorted. I know. Thank you. Oh yeah. Anytime. Not what you know. It's who you know. I hate people. I just hate people who just complete unreasonable there, there was no need for any of that at all there was no need for that situation to have happened to you and that was the yeah. most inexcusable part of that whole thing yeah <laughs> it wasn't even like you were asking for a discount or telling them you weren't gonna pay come off it i know any, any landlord would have killed for a tenant to say that to them and this lady was not having it no if you don't pay six months like, i'll pay you i'll pay you full rent every month on the day that you want it no, give me six months up front or there's the door. It's like, mm, oh, okay, no. fine. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. That was... I'll take the holiday then and stay here for free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and pay you six months after. 
whole, anyway yes I, I understand why that was stressful that was horrendous that really was horrendous yeah. no need for it no um, no what about you I had I actually had a couple that really um thinking back to it do you you're I don't know if you remember this but do you remember the last time I was in the UK and I was refurbishing um, flat two and I, it was the week that I had to say goodbye to grandma. Yeah. And I was meant to be having carpets fitted and I was waiting for carpets to be fitted because I was the only one there and I had to let the carpet fitter in. Once I'd let the carpet fitter in, I could then go and say goodbye to grandma. So the whole the whole day was just the worst. Like I was anxious, I was sad, I was just like, and then the day after I had to go and get on a plane back to New York. And I was like, I just felt sick. And then the carpet fitter who I had seen, and I'd seen the day before, and they were like, all's fine, we've got your carpets, we'll be there 9 a.m. the next morning. I'm sat in the house they don't come and I'm like look can you just tell me what time you're coming because you know I've got a meeting I have to go to so either you know I let you in now or I go away and I'll come and let you in later you know just tell me and um the day just kept going like that they wouldn't tell me when they were coming I knew that if um if I left, they would arrive and then they wouldn't come back and then the flat wouldn't be done. And oh my gosh. And I was not thinking straight. Let me tell you this, that everybody was not thinking straight. There was no way looking back on it now, I should have organized it for that day, knowing that I was going to go and see grandma for the last time. Right. I get it. Big mistake. But then what happened was, um, they didn't turn up. It had gone to three o'clock visiting time at, um, her care home was coming up to a close. Dad was on my case. It was like, come on, Tasha, where are you? And in the end, I phoned the carpet fitter and I was just like, what is going on? You've promised me something and it's not happened. Like, what is going on? Like, where are you? I really need this sorted. Um, and I think I was quite angry about it. I was angry about it. Like, it was stopping me from going and seeing grandma. I didn't swear, but I did raise my voice because I was at the end of my tether it was like 10th phone call of the day they kept stringing me along and I was like I'm out I'm just out I'm just don't bother coming today right yeah. I'm leaving went and saw grandma spent an hour with her and that was sad but it was fine like we had a good conversation and you know no regrets from that conversation whatsoever and I was driving home back to mum's house and the unknown number was calling and unknown numbers normally my dad adrian collins is quite scared of anybody <laughs> knowing yep. his number so um it was i thought it might be dad and i pick up the phone and the father of the woman who um ran the carpet fitters was on the end of the phone just started laying into me 
that I don't I remember talk, that. I don't talk to his daughter like this. He's been on my website. He's going to leave bad reviews about me. Blah, blah, blah. And I just yelled back at this carpet fitter. You didn't turn up on the day that I was saying goodbye to my grandma. And then I just burst yeah. into tears. I Because I, I was on hands-free, I couldn't hang up the phone. And this guy did not know what to say to me. And yeah. that was probably one of my lowest moments of the year. I would say. Um, and I felt just really awful about that situation. I didn't know how to deal with it. And it's... I really wish that I just didn't organise it for that time. But I didn't know that that was kind of, you know... I thought that maybe, like, I might be able to come back for a funeral or something, but... Ugh, this was all pre-COVID, wasn't it? Just so. COVID was happening, wasn't it? it? Just the whole thing, that day was horrendous. And I remember that, and just now, even today, I think about that, and that was just one of the worst days of this year. I mean, subsequently watching Grandma's funeral um, from New York was sad, but that was just a lot to get over all at once, and I just... I just remember, I think I phoned you and just when I parked, I just had to park the car and yeah. not cry. Yeah. No, I remember you phoning me. It's just that I can't, I can't deal with it. But it was the build up of everything up to that point as well, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Because when you, when you come back to the UK and sometimes it can be a week, sometimes it can be two weeks or however long you come for. Like, I get the impression that you you feel like you've got to do everything. Like mm -hmm. there's got to, like every minute of every day, there's got to be something happening. You've got to either be seeing someone, you've got to be doing something. But yet you're still working as well. Like you've still got the business that you run working in the background slash you working on it. You've still got the university stuff. And yeah, I just think that day was an, all of what you've just said, but also everything else on top of that. Um yeah I'm not surprised that's a low point um I never heard from that carpet fit so the carpet carpet fitter all he had to do was come in and lay four meter squared of lino which they did didn't complete it properly so I never only paid them for the half the job that was that never well happened again I don't even I don't even really he he did send me an a, apology email but I just yeah I mean, I, for the life of me, I just want to forget about that. But I was thinking about these questions last night and I was like, yeah, that was awful. I mean, other things have been awful, but then I kind of just started burying everything in regards to quarantine and lockdown because that was sad and it just got sadder. And, you know, it was, was yeah. things going from kind of bad to worse with grandma and dad. And, you know, the day that oh God, dad, yeah. dad had a heart attack. And he didn't tell us that he was just in the hospital on his own. That was a really bad time. Um, gosh. Um, and yeah, I, it's, been, it's been a year, isn't it? And then I've had to, unfortunately, block everybody who has been flying abroad on social media because I can't look at that. I cannot look at that. Yeah. It makes me really sad that we can't come home. And... I've kind of been dealing with it, but it does make me sad because there's so much that we've missed. There's members of our family we've not met. There's members of our family who've died. We've not been able to grieve properly, you know, and that goes for Chris and I. I mean, his normal response is, I just don't think about it. But 
I do think about it and that can be really hard and so when I see other people who are just happy to travel you know I just feel like and yeah okay look we've traveled within the US of course we have like I get it we moved but when I see people traveling abroad and not really caring for the fact that other people can't travel abroad it kind of hurts my heart so much it just it it's just something inexplicable kind of like pings in my heart and it is that jealousy like and I shouldn't be jealous because you know I've got a really good life and I'm so lucky that we're we're safe but you know you realize that there is nothing better than seeing your family from time to time and that's just I'm yeah yeah no it's true like yeah it's true and that I I found that hard in Manchester as well not with people traveling abroad but you know people going around to their parents house or people going seeing friends or whatever because my social group in Manchester depleted quite dramatically down to like four people um so yeah that I found really hard and the other thing that I found really hard this year is and it's not an intentional thing that people were doing until I called them out on it but moaning at me about their situation in quarantine but yet they lived in a house with someone Mm -hmm. like oh I can't go do this I can't go do that oh the person I live with annoys me a little bit but it's fine like and I'm just like can you pick your audiences because I don't live with anyone like I live by myself I've done the whole of quarantine by myself four hours away from my mum like my parents family and everything and you just think know your audience a little bit and I think you know, I might have had to give myself a reality check, not whinging to you about stuff. And I know you've had the same with it, but just, yeah, know your audience. <laughs> like, I'm all for a moan and I'm all for a rant, but yeah, don't rant at me about someone that you live with because, yeah, at least you've got someone in the other room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. You can see another person. That's so Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's so true. So let's let's turn this around a little bit. The one thing that's helped you cope the most this year? Um so at the beginning of this conversation we casually plugged my my sewing. Um but I've really got into it yeah. during lockdown. Um my mum's mum was an avid sewer. Um would make her own clothes, made like her own wedding dress and bridesmaids dresses. And yeah, she was very hands-on and crafty and creative. Um, And she passed away last year. And I don't know, there was just something that came over me. And I just looked at my sewing machine and thought, "Eh, I'll give it a whirl, see what happens. Mm -hmm. And just kind of became quite addicted to it, really. Um, And yeah, so that really helped get me through the year. And then as much as it's a bad thing, but FaceTime slash Zoom has really helped me to feel like I've got other people in the room, which isn't a sob story because I actually quite like being by myself. But yeah, that's really helped me get through. Random voice note conversations. I love them. Oh yeah, excellent. I'm 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 a classic for a or just send a quick voice note and then ten minutes later I'm like, oh I'm still waffling on about life and <laughs> yeah, so sorry. Sorry for all the people I've sent long voice notes to. But um but yeah, voice notes are good fun. I quite love enjoy voice them. notes. I love voice notes for when you when it's someone who's you know you you know really well and you can just chat rubbish. 
Sometimes yeah. it's just streams of consciousness on a voice note. I love that. Okay. Yeah. That's only yeah, you've got the inner working. Only inner working. Yeah, we're all in Right. I think the other day you got a voice note from me where I was mulling over how a parcel was going to get to you quickly and I was like, I'm sure they've just put it in a plane seat. Oh, wait, how does that work? And I probably was talking to you about that for about seven minutes whilst I was walking yep. the dog. And I was like, oh. And I think I said, I don't know how to end this. So I'm just going to stop yeah. recording. There was a moment where you were like, I don't know how to end this. How do I end this? How do you end voice notes? And then it just stopped. I was like, well, that's one way of ending a voice note. So great. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> how funny. But you might actually be right about the parcels because all those planes that companies have decommissioned have gone into commercials. So parcels could be sat on aeroplane seats. You never know. You never know. I really wish I was a fly on a parcels wall. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but I, I'm not sure that's what you meant to say. No, is it a fly on? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Okay, on an, moving on, moving what, on. Yeah, you know what I'm talking what's about. What's helped you cope this year? Oh, funny. okay, so one of the big saviors for me was Tuesday night drinks with our friends who lived in the same block as us and. When New York went into lockdown on the 15th of March. Yeah. And I know that because I had my birthday party on the 13th of March and we got all our friends out, but we knew that any moment we were going to be told that that was that. We weren't going to be able to do it. And people were pretty um, kind of... People were... were ready for it anyway because everybody's very worried about each other in New York and so um what had been happening impromptuly actually um since about December November December 2019 every Tuesday night like I'd just been going to the local pub and sitting there with um Amy who lived in my block in New York and we just kept that up and she couldn't go and see her parents, her partner couldn't go and see his parents, like no one could go and see their family and we just lived down the corridor from each other. And so when we went into lockdown, because there was nobody else that either one of our households could go and see, there wasn't, you know, we weren't going to go and see anybody at house, we started doing socially distanced Tuesday night drinks where excellent. we would go like they would leave the door to their flat open and I would like disinfect it, go and sit on the inside of the door and everybody be at social distance and we'd just drink a bottle of wine each and we'd put the world to rights and then we'd... I miss that. I miss drinking a bottle of wine with you. Yeah. <laughs> we could do a plonk cast next time. Yeah, we could. <laughs> we could <laughs> drink, we, I mean, we oh. probably wouldn't want to put that out because it would be nothing no. exciting for anybody else apart from us um but yeah that was that really kept me going and we did that all the way through to when we left new york and they left new york at the same time as us and uh, they moved to philly and we still now do thursday night drinks instead of tuesday night drinks um that was so helpful just having someone else in the country that 
I could turn to. We didn't see anybody else for that whole period of time. So that was good. And then come about August, I started counselling again, online counselling because my mental health was just going through it. I think I've talked a lot about that in this podcast. So I needed help. And that has been phenomenal this year through Lionheart. They've they've really stepped up and helped me again with counselling and just get my head around things and that things are all right. It's okay. You know, it's been hard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the two things that have really, really helped. Really, really yeah. helped. Well, I think doing the weekly catch-ups is, it's something to look forward to, isn't it? And it's happening on a regular basis. So you know that when you go home after drinking that bottle of wine, you've just got seven days until the next time. You mm-hmm. can kind of, not that you should tick off days, but I do feel like that's kind of a bit how this year's gone is just get through each day. The only time we didn't do it was when they had COVID. Ah. Well <laughs> but I didn't get we didn't get COVID at all whilst we were in New York. And I I don't know that we, we were tested. That was the other thing. That was the other the one good thing about New York, which I don't know anybody else that had, was that we would get tested regularly. And we yeah. were able to do I that. Haven't had a test. And we could walk to the local testing site, get tested. And as a bubble, we'd agree to all get tested once a month. Just to make sure and just to see where we all were. Um, Chris and I never had COVID. We never tested at positive for antibodies. Whereas the pair of them, our friends did way back in, I think, the end of March. They tested. Wow. So early doors. Really early doors. And within... A week and a half, they'd gone and got tested again. They didn't have it anymore, but they did have an- antibodies. And then we just started up again the Tuesday nights. Yeah, no, at no point through being in New York did Chris and I have COVID. Well done. Mm. So I don't know, but we didn't... They were the only people we were in contact with. That was that. No one else. Um, nice. So let's move on to the thing you gave up doing this year because... Eh, 2020... So I jokingly put drinking, but that is not true. Um, (laughs) That is not true. Um, If anything, it's probably... Well, it's not got worse, because I don't drink to excess, but six o'clock is gin time. Um, What have I given up doing this year? I don't know, really. Probably stressing about what I'm doing with life. I would think, and kind of taking opportunities as they come. It's more what I've actually started doing more of. So I've started doing more mindful stuff um, and journaling I've picked up again. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing, it's more things that I've kind of been picking up doing rather than what I've stopped. But yeah, I think the thing that I've I've given up is overthinking things. Yeah. Because I'm a classic for overthinking things. very good at telling people how not to overthink things but not very good at doing it myself Mm -hmm. Um, which I'm sure you could vouch for but yeah I think that's I think that's what I've given up doing what about you I I thought this is a great question until I sat down and actually thought about it yeah when you sent it to me I was like yeah that's great and then I sat down tonight and I was like I've literally no idea (laughs) so I came off Facebook a little bit more I don't really I do Facebook for the members club I've, apart from that, I've kind of 
I find yeah. it too much. I can go on there and see too much and that's not healthy. So I don't, I, I now very much am selective and just do members club stuff and I've stopped worrying about people who send me messages and I don't respond. I don't respond on Facebook, fine. Like, sue me or whatever. I just don't respond. Yeah. Like, it just, I haven't yeah. got the time for it. Um, it's not even that I haven't got the time, but I'm protecting myself. Facebook is really where the most trolling happens on property investment stuff. I, I don't want to look at it. I don't care enough to look at it. I don't respond to it. Um, but also I do have to save myself from it as well, which is why Facebook is my least favorite place. And so I've kind of come to terms with the fact that, um, uh, you know, I, I don't have to be there the whole time. So when people say, oh, did you see so-and-so on Facebook? No, probably not. Sorry. I moved the app actually on my phone. Oh really? Because I yeah, because I was chatting to a friend about it because I was losing hours watching those stupid videos, like about nothing and just not sleeping well. And I so she was saying that it's um like it's just a reaction, you just go to it. So I moved it completely. I put it in a folder on a different page on my phone. And then I found that I was opening the app that was in its place, which was my iBook. So it didn't matter. So I just listened to Harry Potter for a bit. Um, but yeah, really interesting that moving it, I was still going to that area. Hmm. Just have like it. It's built in. Yeah, exactly. So I broke that one. So I do I'll that with Instagram. On. I don't do that with Facebook. But I, I've been so good at um, getting rid of stuff that I don't like on Instagram that actually I open it up now and it's... And if I see anything that I don't like, I'm like, block, sorry, I'm not going to, or unfollow or mute if it's someone that I have to be following because I feel obliged but don't want to see their post. Fair enough. I don't have that pressure, but I know what you mean. <laughs> um, again, thing I gave up doing this year because NIF 2020, I've not been... Um, I pick and choose when I speak to people and who I speak to people about and I've given up worrying so much if I don't speak to people for like a month or so because I don't always have things to say that are interesting to people. That's the yeah. honest truth. It also takes two to tango, doesn't it? Like, it doesn't have to just be you that reaches out to them as well. Yeah. They can reach out to you. Yeah, and I don't, I don't hold space for stuff that I'm not interested in anymore if, if you I find that if people come to me with their problems and I can't do anything about it I'm just like me I can't do anything about this I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry that you know it's really irritating you but I help so many people my job is to help people that sometimes again it's like going back to the pick your battles or pick who you're talking to you know know your yeah. audience sometimes as much as I want to help and save everybody, I can't. And there's been a couple of people this year who I've just been like, I can't help anymore. I've tried my best. And right yeah. now I can't hold the space for you. I'm really sorry. Um, I know you're going through it, but I think you need a, a professional, not me, for certain things. Yeah. And I've had to be really clear with that. You know, and they either like it or they don't like it you know but yeah. sometimes there's just not enough Natasha Collins to hold 
what you need me to there's call. not there's just not enough of you to go around but also you've got to look out for number one haven't you mm-hmm. and give yourself some free time mm-hmm. which i'm not the best at no <laughs> and just in the headspace as well like you know as you say you help a lot of people for your day job be it students be it members be it whatever like tenants etc etc friends in distress <laughs> like me um but yeah there comes a limit when you've got to you've just got to go no I can't and I can't keep giving especially if you know you ask for my help and you don't do anything about it what can I do oh I hate that I hate yeah. that when it's the same broken record and you're like I've literally told you what to do and if you did that it would be better but if you're not going to do it that's fine but maybe don't ask me for help because you already know what I'm ask- I'm going to give you. I don't know. Anyway, I've stopped worrying so much about that because yeah. I can't do anything. There's nothing I can do about it. So, you know, I'm I'm gentle with people. I'm lovely to people. But at the same time, I'm just like, ask somebody else, please. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not for me to help <laughs> with. So let's move on. Final question. Final question of these 10. The thing you're most proud of in 2020? That's a... That's a big question, I think. Um, For me, I've been someone that kind of gives off the whole, like, independent, I'm all right by myself kind of person. But I think this year I've truly felt that I'm okay with it, mainly because I've had to be. But also, yeah, I just... It's been lovely that friends and family have been really worried and... You know, a lot of friends have gone, I don't know how you've done it. Like, you're super strong and, and like, I don't know how you've managed to cope and you're still really upbeat and you're still really positive. And, but there's not, there was nothing else that I could have done. And I, like, I know that some people out there haven't coped with it. But I think for me, I think that's, that's what I'm really proud of for myself is that I feel comfortable in my own company and truly feel comfortable in my own company. Like, I'm normally the first person to be like, pub, or do you want to go grab a bottle of wine because I'm free tonight or whatever? Like, do you want to go do something? And I need to be around people. But this Mm -hmm. year, yeah, I think, I think the release of social pressure and then also just kind of truly trying to find me. And I feel like I'm getting a lot closer to it because 20, you know, cast cast our minds back but 2017 was a bit bit of a traumatic year for me Mm -hmm. with work and I feel like that really it yeah it dented me and it really sort of stripped away some of the stuff that was me that was Rach that a lot of my friends knew and I feel like I'm kind of getting that back Mm -hmm. which is nice I agree I agree thanks it's been a long time coming but yeah that's that's kind of what I'm really proud of is is that really what about you similar in that I finally accepted this year that we're in America and that may sound ridiculous but here we are and actually find myself at the end of the year enjoying being here more I didn't really enjoy as much the first 18 months or so I'm very much a English girl at heart. I love the UK, it's my home. But I'm actually okay with being here now. I've kind of started picking up on, you know, the culture and 
things are different. I mean, America may seem very similar. It's not, it's really, really different. There's a lot of differences in the way that we operate. There's differences in the way that the people are here as opposed to in the UK. People act very differently. It's incredibly catalyst in the US, which yeah. takes a lot to get your head around. People are so money motivated. It's more money motivated than kind. And if you've got money, you'll make it. If you haven't got money, ugh. So I have finally this year, it's, it's kind of been an acceptance of the fact that we're here and it's okay. We can make it, like we make it work. It's fine. Yeah. You know, and I've I've stopped worrying about being here and what happens. I just get on with it. And, you know, if, if there's a, I guess, a language barrier, so to speak, I just say, you know, you tell me what you mean. Tell me what you mean. I don't understand. Yeah. Basically, I don't understand what's going on. So that's been really good. It's just that's taken a huge worry off my head that I had to pretend to be something that I'm not. And I I don't normally yeah. I don't do that as a as a thing, as a general rule. But when you're in a, a new country, that's quite tough. So, so finally, end of the year, feel at home here. Like I could, you know, yeah, I like being in both countries now. And whereas before I would have said I wanted the middle ground between both countries now i actually just have both countries and that's lovely so i like i've made peace with it all so, sounds strange we've been here two years but i i just that's couldn't figure it out just could not figure it out um and then i really got my head down and just started asking for what i wanted in business yeah i i doubled last year's turnover within the first six months of business year this year incredible just yeah. really just started asking for it and just saying, look, this is what I want. You know, negotiating on things, being who I want to be as a business leader. I'm not quite there yet, um, but, you know, moving towards it and learning the skills to be a CEO, not just a surveyor with a business. And that's been very different. And I focused on that because I couldn't do anything else. And so I was yeah. like, well, I've got the time this year to experiment. Nothing had to be perfect. Like no one knew what was going to happen this year. I did not have any like huge targets for the business. It was just, let's keep it running. Let's see what we can do. Let's keep moving forward. Um, it's not going to be easy. It hasn't yeah. been easy. But at the same time, I don't spend my time worrying about it because there's nothing I can do about the worry, but I can always make the decision to move forward. And that attitude has completely changed everything for me. And I'm not so worried about what people think about me. I actually couldn't care what people think about me. You know, if you like me, fantastic. Like, I love having you as part of my community. If you don't, it's all right. I'm just not for you. You know, I, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. And that's a good thing. Because I, as you've just heard, I don't have the energy for the whole world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but I think you have to come, you have to come to terms with that as well, though, don't you? Like... Mm -hmm especially your line of work and social media plays quite a big part of it and influencing, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, you just have to come to terms with the fact that you're not everyone's cup of tea no. and not losing sleep over it. No. Um, yeah. You know. But you can say that regardless of business, like there are some people you'll meet in life that are just not, are just not your kind of people and that's fine. Yeah don't need everybody to like me and I don't need to like everybody exactly exactly all right yeah there we have it our top 10 for 2020 well 10 questions 
Top 10? 10 things about 2019. Yeah, don't ask me to describe it in a word, please. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all of the questions below this podcast. And then if you're listening to this and you want to go at, at answering the questions, please do. And then you can um, either email me the answers, natasha at ncrealestate.co.uk. I'm actually out of the office now until the 4th of January. So probably won't get a response until then but we love to hear from you or even better just tag us in social media um at natasha c collins and at rach Cass. we want to hear that would, that would make our christmas we want to hear from you guys yeah i tell you what sure. I, I will make a graphic and i will share fun. the graphic and then you can use that and you can write all your answers and we love to hear from you that would be fun i'm gonna do that lovely <laughs> all right so rach thank you for coming and chatting to me um thank you for having me our 30 minute podcast (laughs) yeah you started this being like we're gonna try and keep it to 30 minutes an hour and something maybe yeah (laughs) if you've stayed with us the whole time yeah well done (laughs) well done because this is just us having another catch-up but we hope you've enjoyed it thank you for being with me this year at nc real estate honestly and listening to the NC podcast, I just ca- cannot thank you enough. I mean, the other thing is, listeners have doubled this year. I mean, thank you all for coming and being a part of this community. I literally just love you all so much. I appreciate it. And you listen to me each week. And I love the feedback and the comments, and the positivity and your emails. Keep them coming. If you can, it would make my day if you could leave a review because that helps other people find this podcast Um, and tag it, tag me when you listen to the podcast as well. I love seeing that. All right, everybody. All that's left for me to do is wish you a very, very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. I know it's tough. I've seen the new lockdown measures. I have seen the tier system. It is not good. But I just hope you'll manage to take a little bit of time for yourself and you manage to find the enjoyment where you can, even if that is getting into bed, shutting everything off and just watching Christmas movies. I mean, go for it. Go for it. Do whatever you can to get some sort of kindness in your life for yourselves and, you know, take the time you need. And... I'll be back just after Christmas. For now, I'm gonna, I'm renovating that lake house over the Christmas holidays because again, I need something to do because we're not gonna be with our families. Um, And so that's what I'm choosing to do this holidays. But whatever you choose to do, wherever you are, happy Christmas. I'll see you 2021. Thank you for listening.